Parkrun Vic is coming, Parkrun Vic is coming, it's not very far away. Time to get your barcode out. It's almost Parkrun Day. Welcome to episode 217 of the Parkrun Adventurers podcast. My name is Melissa Ellis and I'm joined by the Shell Harbour ED who hasn't ran a parkrun since the 7th of March, Ollie Spake. Hi Mel and um, are you feeling excited Mel? I am, yes. Uh, Okay, so what's today? The 11th and parkrun comes back on the 16th, five days. Five days. Not counting at all. Five days. (laughs) Oh, it's look, it's getting very close. It's very exciting. Uh, and um, yeah, certainly that that morning when it rolls around is going to be just a little bit special for obviously yourself and all of the Victorians out there. I mean, we wish that for every park runner, but uh, it's coming. And uh, yeah, I think that's worth singing about. Absolutely. <laughs> so yes, we are the last state in Australia to come back to Park Run. So once this weekend rolls around, all of Australia will be back. Uh oh, actually, apart from maybe the states that. So what events have we got? New South Wales has New South Wales got paused Park Runs at the moment with the current outbreak well we, we have had a mixture in new south wales so as things currently stand um i know that some of the lockdown areas in sydney's northern beaches have had their restrictions um reduced over the weekend just gone so uh, i think we could see a return to to park running following that because that would have been changed on the saturday night and we have seen more of the parkrun events resume in and around the Sydney region, which, of course, was also, um, yeah, keeping things under pretty close wraps uh, whilst we've had these cases. Uh, it, it could still change, but you're right. There are more coming back. There have been more events resume across New South Wales over the weekend just gone. And, um, yeah, look, there's, there's certainly some parkrunners out there that are singing along with you, Mel. Okay, that's good. Um, can I just make a small request, Ollie? Yes, of course. <laughs> Due to the previous weeks, um, when we when we record, I have to put my budgies outside on my back deck because they have a <laughs> habit of being really noisy while we're recording. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's aside from the fact that you might hear a little trip trap of chihuahua (laughs) toenails on my hard floors but my budgies are out of my back deck and I have been known when we're recording to go to bed after the recording and forget them (laughs) they spend the whole night outside on the back deck so at the end of the podcast can you please remind me to go and bring the budgies in all right I'm writing a mental note I don't want to leave I mean it is summer in Melbourne of course so look it might might be a comfy night for them tonight but I will do my very best to remind you, Belle, we, we don't want the budgies to sleep on the deck there. Let's bring them in. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Now, question for you. Mm. Did you do your homework? Yeah, look, uh, I, I have um, – no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I think that was coming? <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm, I'm develop, developing a bit of a record here. Um, no, sadly, Mel, I didn't manage to get up to uh, do what would have been one of my local undiscovered park runs. Uh, I did speak to some park runners from there, if that's, you know... <laughs> That's maybe a C minus in terms of uh, handing something in. <laughs> Can we call that research? Research, yeah. That's 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 exactly what I meant. Um, so <laughs> you know, I've got, I've got the goss. I've you know uh, refamiliarised myself with the course, and now it's just a case of actually going and doing it. So I, I will um I'll try and do that this week instead. Are we or maybe name a the park event? run. Well, oh no! The, okay, we'll leave that for the outro when when I ask you where you're going to be next week. I oh, look. I, I was going to say I did at least make it to a park run, so um, you know, I'm still enjoying park run, real life park run in New South Wales. No, it was Shell Harbour once again, and um, yeah, it was it was lovely to see you know more and more park runners coming out. The weather was a bit better, and um, yeah, just seeing everyone get the groove back a little bit, which you know, we've, we've obviously missed. And did I hear that numbers were up this week at Shell Harbour? Numbers were indeed up. We almost didn't know that because um, our COVID cleaning techniques are obviously doing a great job except for the fact that our barcodes have become a little fuzzy. So we had to get creative in recording the results this week. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, t- tip for new players, maybe steer clear of too much warm water and sanitizer in those weekly barcode cleans. But... Uh, we've yeah we, we've we've had a few more and we were fortunately able to um, capture those results another way. I haven't had to do that yet. The um, wash the barcodes, so I'm yeah. interested to know what the methods are. Is there is there events doing it different ways? Is it you, know, you can't put them in the washing machine? Are we just throwing them in the sink with some hot soapy water? Are we? How does it work? Do we well, just yeah. wipe them over with bacterial wipes? I don't know. Hopefully, it's no spit and polish. But yeah, we we've seen <laughs> we've seen a few different techniques, at least out there. Uh, we've we've got um, a very careful and and um, helpful volunteer amongst our event crew that has taken them week in week out and has a a sanitizer used at home in in you know, some of his other hobbies and, and activities. So. Yeah, that's been the approach at our park run, but I'm sure there are a few good ideas out there. Designated sanitizer. Yes. Yeah, look, I'm pretty sure it's not on the volley list. Um, it's not a role. So at the moment he's he's accepting of token sorting, but yeah, we might have to um we might have to speak hey, to HQ about there's, that. There's a lot of adventurers out there that would do anything to get that other volunteer credit. <laughs> oh look, I think it's befitting of another, certainly. Yeah. I think so too. Yes. And Mel, look, um, I know you're excited about Parkrun resuming in Victoria, but were you excited about maybe the last week of not having Parkrun in Victoria? What what did you get up to? As I said at the end of um, last week's episode, I went along to Toolan Creek Parkrun to do a not Parkrun at Toolan Creek's course uh, and I met up with a few regulars, not at Parkrun time, later in the day and I went to brunch and, yeah, it was really good. And uh, I w- we arrived. There was um, some evidence that the ED was around in the area at the time and I actually caught up with her. So Tracy Donnell, the Toolan Creek ED, and I recorded a short interview with her so we can have a listen to that now. 
It's Saturday morning. It's not eight o'clock. It's um, just gone half past nine. I'm down at the Toolin Creek Park Run course. Just happened to bump in to Toolin Creek's lovely ED, Tracy. Good morning, Tracy. Morning, Mel. You're down here this morning having a walk on the course, checking it out, I assume, for yeah. the exciting day next week. Yes, checking out that there's no issues and we're all good to go. And how how is the course? Give us a course report. Oh, we, we do have a bit of a, a detour. <laughs> <laughs> since we um, closed off in March, so we have a big hole in our course, but we will manage that with a bit of um, cones and marshals probably. Yes, a little bit of construction going on there, I noticed. It will be good when it's finished, so we're going, it looks like we're going to have a little bridge that will go over the creek. Nice. And I noticed you put a little chalk message for the locals that might be down here through the week. So. I did, I did. So I thought there's a lot of people who've started walking and running since March, um, and there's a lot of new houses in this area, so they might not have known about parkrun, so we've left a message on the path right at our start line. That's a great idea. And how have you gone through the pause? Have you kept your, um, your running and your walking up? Yeah, I've kept, I, we kept coming back every week. Um, a lot of walking, but we, and we did start coming a bit later than usual, which was nice. So I'm trying to get back into the routine of 8 o'clock again. Yeah, early mornings. Mm-hmm. So... This is actually my first time coming back to the Toolin Creek Park Run. I've been running my own course, um, which you came to visit me at. I did, and we did wave. <laughs> Thank you very much. I stood there and waved over at um, Alice Pell's Park Run this morning. Of course, there was nobody running. Um, we finished that off a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, but I noticed there's a few people out this morning enjoying the sunshine, so hopefully we get a nice day. And um, have you had much inquiries? We have had nearly every week people ask us when is parkrun starting back and we have a full roster for next week so that's awesome. That's fabulous because I know Toolin Creek's traditionally really um, booked out weeks yeah. ahead. You've yeah. got really good support for your uh, volunteering. Yes, so we're just going to focus on getting the next month filled up and then I'll be happy. That's great. All right, well, all the best for next week. Um, I'm sure it'll go for, um, really well and I know that... The crowd will be busting to get back. So good luck and I'll see you around. Thanks, Mel. So it's getting close. It's very exciting and exciting, Mel, to hear that there are some changes happening on course. I suppose there's there's a bit of evolution happening to a, a few parkrun courses out there, but it's ex- ex- very excited for Toulon Creek to be getting a new bridge. So um, hopefully that isn't too far away. And uh, I really liked the touch there from Tracy to, to put out the message and let everyone know that parkrun is coming. Um, hopefully, you know, you'll get a, new, a few new parkrunners interested to come along and give it a go. Yes, I think so, Ollie, because where we are located... It's a growing area. There's a lot of new housing development, so there's always people, new people moving into the area. So it was a really good thought for Tracy to actually put that little message on the on the parkrun start line so that people might see it and, yeah, they might go home and Google, what's this parkrun thing? Isn't that how we just all started? True. And thrilling to hear of a full roster. It's, it's going to be a great weekend, I'm sure. But... Um I recall you had other plans for your weekend just gone too. So tell us a bit about Sunday. Yes, my balloon flight. It went ahead. We had uh, a launch in the Burnley area of the inner suburbs of Melbourne. Uh, The weather was really fine. Um, The wind was a little bit low. That had the positive 
effect that uh, to get the better wind currents, the balloons have to go up a lot higher. So we actually climbed to 4,777 metres. That's pretty high. We were up above the clouds and I, I did say to Zoe, uh, we, we are nearly a park run in the air. <laughs> We've got to measure it in park run distance. That's that's a little more comprehensive. Uh, comprehensive. It's a long way up, a whole park run in the air. And so, okay, so the, the low wind is, is helpful. And I did see, I think I saw a picture of that cloud cover from above, wasn't it? It was, yeah, yeah. There was a lot of balloons up. We could actually see. So in Victoria there's um, two key areas where they do ballooning, which is over the city of Melbourne and out in the Yarra Valley, which is sort of wine territory mm. very um a high tourist area and as we were up that high we could actually see the Yarra Valley balloons as well there's about I think I counted six balloons and there was probably about the same amount of balloons up over Melbourne floating around and so I didn't remember straight away but I actually put my Strava on <laughs> I pressed start on my Garmin because I wanted to see you know how that Get would map out yes yeah so I had the little Strava map, oh, Garmin map, obviously, when I finished, and I wanted to edit the activity so it didn't look like I was, like, running in the sky. Mm. And Garmin actually has uh, the option to change the activity to flight. I, I don't uh-huh. really know what's the purpose of that um, because, obviously, you know, people can't just go for a fly. Well, so we can try. We can try. I, I I don't know under what circumstances somebody would normally put flight. I just kind of thought, well, I'll just check just in case there's hot air ballooning as an option, but clearly there wasn't. That was fine. I could edit my Garmin, but then I went to Strava to try to edit and no such anything on Strava. Uh, I had no options. No, I, I had to change my Strava activity to work out. And you haven't had a follow-up from Strava at this point? No Strava police? (laughs) Okay. Well, that's impressive. I was a little bit thinking, am I going to start getting some, like, PBs for, what is it called? Um, What, elevation? It wasn't so much elevation. I was concerned about going faster than I've ever Ah. been before. Yeah. You're going to throw out all your stats, Mel. I don't know what you're doing here. I know. You know, I know I've buggered it up, haven't I? But <laughs> <laughs> I thought, but actually the balloon just kind of floated along at around the six to seven kilometres an hour. So it, it wasn't really an issue. I didn't break any land speed records. We were just sort of floating at that nice speed. Mm. So that was interesting mm. to know how fast a balloon goes. Of course, there's no steering um, with balloons. They just sort of aim for a park and... They radio ahead, you know, their their crew on the ground and say, meet us at this park and you sort of float by and then they miss the opportunity or the landing or it's not on course. So then they just get back on the radio and they tell their crew to meet at the next park. So then you just... So, so they're giving them a, a bit of notice then. They're not, uh, not making the call at last minute, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, it's all quite interesting. That was actually our second flight. We we had done the Yarrow Valley one um, about twelve years ago. So, yeah, okay. I just realised my my dog is like making funny noises in the background. He's asleep. He's asleep beside me on the floor, and he's um, groaning in his sleep. I apologise if. 
Doggy dreams. <laughs> picked up. It's doggy dreams. <laughs> oh, Chico. You have fed Chico dinner, hopefully. <laughs> yes. Oh, if they could only just stay down. I've got the tally on down in the other end of the house because the dogs, that's the routine, like, the end of the night we put the tv on we sit in there and they watch tv with us yep. Yep. if i don't put the tv on because i'm sitting in the study preparing if i don't put it on they all get funny so the tv's on down there just for the dogs <laughs> but chico know, wants chico wants, chico wants a peaceful with... place to rest yeah and he's dreaming and making silly noises anyway sorry that's by the by let's move on well yeah we'll we'll, we'll keep an ear out and maybe chico can add a couple of things um <laughs> as we go <laughs> on um speaking of adding a few things we we had a message mel after our our ponderings of you know what's what's happened to statesmanship across new south wales and queensland in particular last week um so in the pod last week obviously we, we heard the latest um from our informant regarding this well i suppose it was a bit of a revelation for me but maybe not so much of a surprise for others um including um aaron aaron hardy reached out and confirmed that as as we've all seen and known, you know, COVID has played havoc with everyone's plans, particularly those that have had plans around statesmanship. And um, Aaron visited Walker Park Run. So Walker Park Run was running its first event back from the restart after just three events last year. And uh, Aaron has become the New South Wales statesman. So uh, that's that's quite impressive. I did see actually at least one other familiar name so the others can't be too far off but uh, we'll obviously see on the balance of launches and and who knows what else in terms of changing plans over the next month or two um, whether or not any of the others can can catch up now yes and thanks Aaron for your message it was great to hear from you and we welcome some of the other statesmen to fill us in and let us know how you're going towards regaining your crown. Yeah, not an easy task at the moment. And, Ollie, we had another uh, interaction which made me smile. Mark Scarborough posted a photo of himself and his son James doing the Zoom Zoom. Did you see that? I did. Wasn't it great? (laughs) I loved it. It's a good photo too. So thanks for that, Mark. And Mark was in Yass at Riverbank Park Run, and he recorded a roving report for us. So let's listen to that. Hello, Park Run adventurers. This is Mark reporting in for the Channel 5 News crew from Riverbank Park Run in Yass, New South Wales. Yass is a town in the southern tablelands of New South Wales, just outside Canberra. The name appears to have been derived from an Aboriginal word meaning yar, said to mean running water. Quite a good name, noting the uh, beautiful Yass River flowing through the town and at Riverback Park Run. And uh, today was event number 19 for Riverbank Park Run. Um, they did start back, I think it was October 2019, uh, but obviously we've had a few interruptions um, over the last uh, 12 months with bushfires and also the river uh, flooding and also obviously COVID-19 which has affected everyone else. So let's go and have a chat to a few of the park runners. 
So I'm here with uh, Anita, who's uh, travelled to Riverbank Park Run today. Good morning, Anita. How are you? Morning, very well, thank you. How are you? Good, thank you. So where's your normal park run? Well, home park run is Gin and Dara, so that's our closest to home in Canberra, but we also run at Lake Burley Griffin and some of the other local park runs in Canberra, but Gin and Dara is our home one. And what brought you to Riverbank today? So I train with Elevate Running and Fitness and we made a decision as a club that we would come and support the first um, run reopening of uh, Riverbank Park Run today. And what did you think of the course? Uh, the hill is a little bit brutal, especially doing it twice, um, but it's a really pretty course and I've just said to my husband I'd definitely come back and do it again. So your first time to Riverbank? Yep, first time for Riverbank, really great. So we're going to go and um, spend some money in Yas for breakfast as well. So it's nice to see everything reopening and long may it continue. Oh, indeed. And uh, do you get out and uh, park run tourists a lot? Uh, we've um, obviously you can hear from the accent that we're from the UK so uh, we've been back to the UK um, park run there in a couple of locations my husband's also park run in South Africa when he's been there oh, on cool. business and um, we tend to go camping quite a lot with our camper trailer around Australia and we uh, plan to park run wherever we camp can you name your top three park run courses um, I think bigger because I have my parkrun PB uh, there, which came with the very last event before lockdown uh, last March. So that's a re- and it's a really pretty course, mix of path, a um, little bit of road, and some trail at the end. So really pretty course. Um, Marimbula is also an excellent course because it's flat. Uh, the only problem is overtaking on the rather narrow boardwalk and the risk of falling into the water. <laughs> and I think I have to say my home park run of Jin and Derek because they're a really great crowd and we've made lots of really really great friends and what's the next course on your list uh the next course i think we're going to give a go um maybe goulburn or perhaps we haven't actually done mount ainsley in canberra so we need to give that a go so it's going to be your um your nendy then i imagine yes i think so (laughs) (laughs) all right well very very good and thank you for um, having a chat and best of luck on your adventures yeah love the podcast thanks very much all right so i'm now here with event director amanda good morning amanda good morning mark Welcome back to Parkrun, 101 runners today. Yes, it's a fabulous turnout for our relaunch. We are thrilled with um, everyone coming in and re-embracing Parkrun. It's been, um, yeah, it's been, been good. No, I did say at the, my intro that uh, you guys started in October 2018. It was actually October 2019, That's but good. a few interruptions over the last uh, year and a bit. Yes, between the flooding river, the bushfires and COVID, um, we've... We've had to battle through, but the community has embraced it so well. The community here loves Parkrun. They were so looking forward to it coming back, so we're thrilled that we can bring it back weekly weekly now um, after, yeah, a bit of a hiatus for a little while. And what do you think about that community spirit here in in Yass and 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 therefore Parkrun? What what is that? Look, the community out here is is something quite different. Um, It's – we – we love our community out here. Everyone wants to look out for one another and everyone's encouraging one another out here. So having something like this really brings our community together and it, it's, a, it's a good social gathering for everyone, but it also promotes that healthy lifestyle and gets that consistency in for people to get out and enjoy our town. And for our listeners, how would you describe the, 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 how the course runs? Uh, so we've got a two-lap course. Our course is quite scenic um, in, its, uh, in its beauty. We've got... Um, a slight incline when you get about um, 600 metres into the run. Um, you cross the river and you do a slight incline up to our local high school, public high school, and then you flow right back down onto the river, follow the river around and do it again. 
like the term flow down. That's good. <laughs> it's not. It, it is a flow. It's, <laughs> it's a nice, as long as you're not rolling down, you're okay. <laughs> that's true. That's true. No, it's a good turnout. So 101 park runners out today. And obviously, yeah, the community is, is pleased to see uh, park run back and uh, looking forward to more park runs out here. Definitely. We can't wait. Thank you very much, Amanda. Thanks, Mark. Well, Parkrun Adventurers, that's uh, Mark finishing up here at uh, Riverbank Parkrun. We're out for breakfast at uh, one of the local cafes and uh, looking forward to seeing you next time on the Parkrun Adventures for our next adventure. And thanks, Mark, for that roving report. Uh, it's lovely to hear from Yas Parkrun and it's lovely to hear that they're having a bit of a nicer summer this year. Obviously, we've had a lot of events go through a lot of things, but what about that bushfires? floods i mean there's the air quality covid but you know now they can get back out there and i really 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 like the sound of a brutal hill so um great to hear yes and how marvelous is mark do you know ollie i don't know if you're aware of this but mark as a roving reporter he actually has a microphone that he records with that he plugs into his phone so he stands there and looks all official that's why i call him marvelous mark marvelous i like it yeah, good style, Mark. And he brought up, he brought back the top three. He asked Anita what her top three park runs were. Now that's a, that's a throwback. Scott and Mel used to ask all the guests what their top three park runs were. Haven't thought about that for a while. Yeah, and uh, look, I'm not sure if the home park run was in the rules, but uh, hey, Mark's call on that one, and uh, it sounds like he was accepting that one. And Anita from Ginindira. She's a listener, Ollie. She she said she loves the pod. Which is fantastic. I mean, what Scotty did say, there are at least five of them out there, right? So it's good, yeah. it's good to hear you listening, Anita. Thank you. What are the odds of finding one of them? That's right. And speaking of Marvellous Mark, I don't know if you saw this, Ollie, but on the Aussie Parkrun Tourist page just in the last week, we had Mark Mask who dressed up as Richie Benno for his 222nd Parkrun at Bundaberg and he dubbed it the Richie Run. Did you see that? I, I didn't see this one, but it sounds impressive. Yeah, he was full on dressed in a suit and he had his microphone and he, I think he even had, pretty sure it was a wig. Apologies, Mark, if it wasn't. <laughs> the team got behind him. Yeah, for anybody who's not a cricket fan, Richie Benno is a pretty um, well-known Australian cricket commentator who who had a very particular speech when he used to um, pronounce, I suppose, his twos, two, two, two. Yeah, that was a great idea, Mark. So well done for doing that. I really liked that. Marvellous indeed. Um, Oh, look, and wig or not, it was clearly impressive, clearly very stylish. We've got something else exciting this week, Ollie. We've actually got some audio from the informant. That's right, Mel. And um, look, we've we've come across a little information about the informant's mysterious past. So, um, yeah, a, a little background, as it were, on the informant, Mel. So, um, yeah, did you want me to share that? Yeah, why not, Ollie? Um, I believe he is a self-proclaimed stat geek. Yes, and, um, and and the name, the informant, there could be a cooler alias, but um, I guess some stat geeks are a bit too nerdy to spend time thinking about a cool alias. 
<laughs> They're not known to be cool, are they, geeks? No, no. Well, you know, you can always buck the trend, of course, and um, I'm not sure I want to argue with the informant. So what we've heard, our informant started as a casual park runner in 2013, progressed to be a routine park runner in 2014, and then transitioned to be a park run tourist at the back end of 2015. In 2016, he became obsessed with the parkrun lists and numbers, everything that a good parkrunner loves, and reached certifiable lunatic status in 2017. He has his green shirt and has run at over 100 locations. He's also flown into state for visits lasting just a few hours and has been guilty of planning three holidays in different foreign lands just for parkrun. Some time ago, he lived in Auckland and having been there for about three years, he should have a bit better grasp on the Maori pronunciation than some past hosts of the pod. And look, before I go on, that's going to include me soon enough too, I'm sure. Let's listen to our informant. This is the informant. These are all unofficial stats. They may differ from stats you read elsewhere. They are only current at the time they are collected. There are currently 430 events down under. Of those, 32 are in New Zealand, 389 are public in Australia, and 9 are active prison events. An active event is any event that has run in the last 12 months, however. There are some events that are still current, but have been on hold for over 12 months, such as Westbury in South Africa, which hasn't run since November 2019 due to sinkholes on course. I will have to change the accounting method soon before I lose most of the world's events due to COVID. At the moment, we are the parkrun capital of the world. This week, we had 257 events run in Australia and New Zealand. We were joined by 25 events from outside the region in Japan, Russia and Cape Pembroke in the Falklands. All other countries are still on hold. There were 29,536 runners this week, an average of 115 per event. 1,636 of those were first-timers. 152 people reached their 50 milestone, 74 reached their 100 milestone, and 14 reached their 250 milestone. The next lot of stats might irk the ACT and Northern Territory runners a little, and perhaps the Kiwis a lot. Here in Australia, there is an unofficial sought-after status of statesman or statesperson, a runner who has completed every current event in a state or territory, excluding prison events. I'm not aware of such a thing over there in UNZUD, but I'm going to make one anyway. I'm declaring the North and South Island states, because I can behind this cloak of invisibility. Congratulations to Peter Thompson, Gordon Calcino, Stephen Miners, Jay Trevena for joining the ACT Statesman list. Claire Marie O'Brien, Matt Costello, Imogen Ryan, Emily Jane Taylor and Christine Huron who joined the Northern Territory list. Linda Doty completed all of the North Island, the North Island events at Waikato. Hayden Johnson completed all of the South events at Wanaka, and Aaron Hardy became the only current New South Wales statesman when he ran at Walcher. 
This has been the informant, and my spreadsheet is bigger than yours. How awesome was it to hear from the actual informant? Uh, obviously, we have to protect his identity. Yeah, that, that's that's right. It's obviously top secret. Can't divulge any of that information around identity, around uh, you know any more than what we've been shared, of course. Thank you to the informant for stepping forward. Yeah, he's done well. Uh, liked the content and self-proclaimed <laughs> New Zealand states whether they like it or not. Yeah, some bold remarks there. And look, I'm not about to argue with any of the informant's methods or approach there. Um, that's not that's not a voice I want to mess with. Hey, who knew it? New Zealand has states. <laughs> well, it just make them feel a bit more like, um, a bit more part of Australia, I suppose. <laughs> oh, that'll go down well. <laughs> I saw a funny meme, actually. Ollie, did you see the meme? You know, when we first had the pandemic but New Zealand they they did so well and they basically got on top of everything all the COVID really quickly and there was a lot of um, envy I think coming okay let's reframe that there was a lot of admiration coming from Australia (laughs) towards the way that probably both yes Cinder Ardern handled everything and I saw a particular meme where I think Australia was referred to as Okay, where are we geographically from New Zealand? We're west, aren't we? Yes. The Western Island. The West Island. Yeah. No, I, I've I've certainly been called a West Islander when uh, when in New Zealand previously. Absolutely. So you've been there. I've been to New Zealand some time ago. Sadly, pre park run. Beautiful, beautiful area. Wow, you've been to Tassie. You've been to New Zealand. You've been everywhere. Well, all sadly pre park run. Hey. <laughs> 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 It's on the list. And look, you know, the last couple of weeks here talking of bubbles, talking of, uh, I mean, Wanaka Park Run, honestly. Yeah, high on the list. I, uh, I have relatives in the North Island there, all Poms, but um, they're in New Zealand and uh, I can't wait to hit them up for a place to stay. And we've got Steve Darby to visit too now. That's right. Yeah, roving Steve. I can't think of a place in New Zealand I wouldn't want to visit well, I haven't been there, but my son, Jake, his girlfriend is a New Zealander from Excellent. I think the South Island because I think she hails from around, is it Dunedin? Yes. I don't know how you say Yes, Dunedin in the south there. I haven't been to Dunedin but heard good things. So they, they there's been no announcements from my son and his partner, but the um, idea has been floated that were they to get married, that it would be likely in New Zealand. And, of course, poor thing, like she's stuck here at the moment in Australia. She can't go home. Well, not stuck here. She has us. Well, yeah, and and your son, of course, yes. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, she, she's not able to travel home for a visit at the moment, uh, chomping at the bit to get back there. And, of course, yeah, so I'm a bit excited because, you know, like, oh, excuse to have to go to New Zealand for a wedding. Sounds That's like right. a good plan to me. <laughs> That's right. That's right. A, a couple of week-long wedding would be a fantastic reason or at least I want to kickstart a bit of a stay over there. And Paul and I had actually been planning. So that's right. Last year should have been our 10th wedding anniversary in 2020, September. And at the start of the year before everybody's plans went south, yes. uh, we had intended on having 
two-week, three-weekend holiday in New Zealand. Luckily, we we hadn't actually booked, so there was no need to cancel and try to claim refunds. But yeah, that obviously that didn't happen. So definitely looking forward to getting over and exploring that country. Funnily enough, the informant's got a couple of questions that they want to reach out and ask the New Zealanders. He wants to know, are there any events in New Zealand that take place in prisons? So does New Zealand have prison park runs? Mm. So Steve, can you find that out for us? <laughs> yeah, we need to, to um, obviously rustle up another informant or two to help our informant, but <laughs> that's, that's a curious one. And the other question is, are there any events in New Zealand that no longer take place? Hmm. We've got some in Australia. Uh, Harrison Island is no longer a official park run. Mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. started and it was retired. I suppose that's the terminology. What else have we got? Is there a race course? Well, what's the? Is it Burke? Burke Race Course. Um, have I got the right one? No. Are you thinking of Broken Hill, who had to revise their? Yes. That's me being geographically challenged. <laughs> so Broken Hill had an event that had to retire and then they came back as Broken Hill Racecourse. Is that right? That's my understanding, but happy to be corrected by the listeners. That's uh, that's showing my poor following of my own state's park runs here. So uh, my apologies. That's very bad representation. And if I'm not mistaken, there's another park run that has had to... Uh, recently, or maybe even currently, rebadge uh, Hobart Park Run. Have you heard about yes. this one now? Yeah. So um, I did. Hobart Park Run around the uh, around the dam there at Risdenbrook had obviously been patiently waiting for their restart, but being relaunched under an un- another name. But that is actually the same course. Uh, all the history, all the event history attached to Hobart Park Run stays they just have a name change it's not a completely new event that's right so it's a little bit yeah 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 so um yep different much like we had one in victoria that was previously called mornington peninsula park run and they changed their name still the same event still the same event history and they changed to hastings foreshore so that it was a bit more uh, representative of their actual location and more in line with the uh the newer naming conventions, I guess. Yeah. You think we'll see some more of those changes over time, Mel? More park runs? I think so. Yeah. I don't think it's a bad idea. Yeah, I think it's um, obviously gives it more of a local feel. Certainly don't have an issue with a Hobart park run or uh, anything along those lines, but it's still a, a nice local connection. Obviously uh, can lead to some pretty interesting names out there as well, which, uh, yeah, which is a bit of fun. The informant has also let us know that if there's anything anybody wants fact-checked or any requests for stats that you may be interested in, to comment on the Facebook post for this podcast because he, he'll be watching, yeah, and reach out and let him know if there's anything you want him to check up or um, any, yeah, information you would like to find out just put a comment in the post for this podcast and he might come back next week with some answers 
Very good. I mean, I'm I'm sure the informant's uh, knowledge and access to uh, all of this information knows no bounds. So, um, yeah, let's let's see what what we can fact check. Can you think of anything to ask him? Unlike the informant's knowledge, mine does have bounds. So I'm going to have to think about that. What about you, Mel? Yeah, I probably should think these things out before I before they come out of my mouth. <laughs> I could be a <laughs> bit more prepared. What would I like to know? Yeah, no, I've got no clue. I'll have to have a think about that. I might um, have my own brainstorm through the week, Mm. give him some requests, keep him busy, you know, can't have a slack informant. Well, that's right. Could earn his money that we don't pay him. (laughs) Yeah, out of the the pod budget there, absolutely. Well, it is, of course, that exciting time for Victorians, for Victorian parkrunners in particular, still like so many others, across our parkrun world. Uh, Victorians have been waiting patiently to get back to parkrunning. Some have had an opportunity to, um, I won't say steal across the border, travel (laughs) legitimately across the border and parkrun. But, uh, yeah, I imagine there's nothing like a local Victorian parkrun, Mel. So dare I ask, are you excited for the return of parkrun to Victoria (laughs) this weekend, Mel? Excited doesn't even come close. I am just so happy to have life returning to some sort of normality. Even Zoe's excited. She's totally all keen Mm. to return and scan the barcode again. Uh, She's turned 11 during the pause. Yes. That was a big milestone Uh, and probably I was surprised at just how much that uh, meant to her to turn 11 because not traditionally, you know, a big event that, children look forward to <laughs> not like 10 you know the double digits yeah. or 13 a teenager or i know 16 and you can get your learners or 18 you can vote or get your license but yeah um obviously yeah in zoe's walk of life 11 is a big thing yeah she was she was she was excited and i think she's looking forward to that first park run solo other other than junior of course well, yes. So, I mean, I was going to ask Mel, where are you going? What are your parkrun plans this weekend? But should I be saying, where's where's Zoe going? And what what's her plan? <laughs> Zoe's going wherever I'm going. Okay. <laughs> so we're heading out to Dandenong Park Run in um, the southeast Melbourne suburbs. It was one that launched not long before the lockdown during the period where I was away with the fires and wasn't able to get there yet. So, yeah, I can, well, technically get my statesmanship status back, but I've got a feeling there may be a couple of other launches uh, in the midst, which probably means that I won't technically get the statesmanship back. But You'll be riding, riding that cusp of the wave. Anyway, that as we stand right now, that is the one event I'm outstanding. So, yeah, and just to be back amongst my fellow parkrunners is what it's all about. My clan, my people, that's what um, I'm looking forward to. And, yeah, heading out to the southeast and uh, visiting the kids afterwards. So, yay. Lovely. So you and Zoe, anyone else joining you? Paul making in a parkrun appearance? Yep. Yeah, somewhat begrudgingly perhaps at the moment. He's, um, he's lost his mojo. He really has. Didn't weather the pause as well as um, others have. Started off really strong, joining me in my not park runs, but very quickly lost interest in running around and around the block. <laughs> mm. 
he was pretty good natured with the dress up, so so I can't complain too much. Uh, he let me put him into costume week after week after week. And again, those brunches are fantastic. Obviously, the pours, uh, the lockdowns have been a challenge and continue to be a challenge for so many. I get where uh, Paul's coming from. There's certainly been uh, some begrudging uh, not park runs and, and freedom runs at times, other times of the week that I've made and plenty of weeks where I haven't. I hope he discovers his mojo. In the meantime, I hope there's a nice brunch in store, hopefully something that is maybe just a fraction as good as one of those Ellis Palace park run brunches. And do you have a plan for brunch afterwards was what I was going to ask before. Actually, no. I think uh, we're heading southeast because, well, to do Dandenong Park Run, but also my older kids are out that way. So we'll be heading off to help my daughter move house. Oh. Probably won't be much of a hanging around afterwards, maybe maybe a quick coffee uh, at the cafe, wherever that may be. But, yeah, it's pretty close. Dandenong's pretty close to where we previously lived and where my older kids live, so. We're scheduling it all in to um, coincide. Well planned. Anyway, Ollie. Yes. What about you? Are you going to be at Shell Harbour? Yes. Yes, I will be <laughs> at Shell Harbour. <laughs> at this stage, I may even park run. Oh. Which, yeah, is, um, is going to be a bit of a shock to the system for me. As you noted, I haven't park run in quite a while. So it'll be nice to, to get out and to, to be on that side of the barcode scanner or the phone, as it were, and get, get amongst it. Relieved of the official duties and free to simply enjoy the beauty of the Shell Harbour Park Run. Yeah, something I've been looking forward to doing a great deal. Obviously keen to, to get out and explore another park run nearby sometime soon. Yeah, fortunate to have some some good help and, uh, yeah, I'll enjoy that. Uh, we're um, getting into the groove, I think, as I said a bit before. Um, and, Mel, I've got to say, the app upgrades, I don't know if you've looked closely at the virtual volunteer app upgrades, and I know I mentioned some scanning challenges I had because we extra sanitised our tokens, but that app is a dream. I've seen reports of 10-second results uploads. Yeah, well done, the app developers there so yeah looking forward to trying that from the reverse angle as well yeah i have actually had the pleasure of having a play with that app and i agree how easy is it it's absolutely brilliant now i don't think we touched on this last week because i think this happened simultaneously with the recording or you just didn't tell me but you've taken over as ed of shell harbour park run yeah Surprise. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for the scoop. (laughs) The lifeblood of Shell Harbour Park Run, Mr Brendan Scholarly, has uh, decided that, yeah, it's time to enjoy Park Run, as I said, from the other side of the barcode scanner uh, for a little while. Hopefully that means he'll be out there park running a bit. But to step back from being event director, uh, the event directorship, I should say, now, Brendan's obviously been a huge part of Shell Harbour Park Run since day dot. He's has been up there as a solo event director from near the start, and, and until he took me under his wing and and invited me on board to to help. So um, delighted to be able to you know, continue his good work and keep Shell Harbour Park Run going. Mm-hmm. So you were the heir apparent. <laughs> I. Uh, I did my best. No one can ever replicate the efforts of someone like Brendan. I mean, we have these parkrun heroes throughout, and I know that, you know, we've had 
parkrun hero campaigns and volunteer campaigns, uh, recognising the great efforts. And there are many out there, you know, having lived it now. Brendan might not have been the first person that said hello to me, but he he sure was the person that got me hooked and just showed me, you know, how delightful it can be to enjoy parkrun from any volunteer role by seeing it through, you know, 300 other people's eyes. I definitely had the pleasure of meeting Brendan in person when we came up for the first palm Mm. at Shell Harbour place cards what would you call them what we held up ollie that had that we could write our, our home, home locations yes yeah yes placards I've still got something mine. to that effect yep thank you brendan i've still got it it's much treasured when we had everybody from that had attended on the weekend signed all our place cards we held them all up didn't we at one stage for a photo that's right i still remember standing at the bottom of gary murphy hill number two uh, and cheering people on and uh, i don't think Brendan misses a trick. I mean, even even uh, Scott Trickett Bridge, which I'm not sure measured even one metre, but uh, it's, still, it's still got its own place name. I'm pretty sure I've got a photo of you at that Marshall Point on that day with your aviators on. <laughs> yep. It's obviously people like Brendan um, and so many others that make days like that special, that make any parkrun day special. And his effort and Obviously, the fantastic help of all of his family. I mean, we've we've talked previously of you know how how much a part of Shell Harbour Park Run in particular, you know, Brendan's whole family is. He's clearly going to be missed in that role. You know, whilst he's he's done over half a thousand volunteer roles. You know, obviously not over half a thousand volunteer days, but uh, you know that just shows how hard he's worked in that capacity. And is that an official measure? Half a thousand. <laughs> well. I'm I'm going off. What's my source? Um, I'm not as cagey as our informant in this case. So uh, running <laughs> achievements app in this case. So uh, times volunteer roles completed five hundred and twenty two. Ah, uh, okay. Yes. I'm proud to say I share one statistic with Brendan Scholarly, and that is our latest run is Mount Barker on the seventh of March, twenty twenty. Ah. Yeah. So hopefully he can add to that and have a have a bit of a park run with the family hey brendan if you're listening i think you need to come out and run on saturday at shell harbour with ollie i think that's how you both need to do the official handing over of the baton oh. run it together well not a bad no suggestion pressure. mel no pressure there though i think uh Bren- brendan might have a better offer so we'll we'll see um and i'd be delighted if he does have a better offer that takes him on a park run well done ollie and congratulations and i'm sure Shell Harbour's in good hands and um, would feel pretty confident that Brendan wouldn't have been handing it over to just anybody. So it's a pretty big tip of the hat to you to take on that role and steer the ship in the post-COVID era. Oh, it's a exciting time to be getting back into park running. Again, we don't forget how fortunate we are. I certainly look forward to uh, even being a bit of what Brendan brought to Shell Harbour. So thanks, Mel. You'll have to find your own spin. You're going to make it your own now. <laughs> Brendan who? <laughs> That's going to take a little while, yes. <laughs> tell, tell the listeners about his number plates on his car. Oh, Mr Parkrun. Sorry, not Mr Parkrun. Sorry, wrong Brendan. Uh, what? Yes. <laughs> no, Brendan, if you've come across, and I'm sure many of our listeners have come across Brendan Scholarly, I hope many more get to. Now he's going to be let loose. Um, yep, check out his ankle. I think it might be the left ankle and the number plate. You would think you notice these things straight away, but uh, we did tweak when Brendan had his new vehicle that it's had a uh, 
a number plate very closely resembling a park run with a little zero five in the middle of the word. <laughs> yes, well and truly in the blood. Excellent. Now, before we go on, and I know we're near the, the end of the pod, I do have to remind you of one thing because I will forget if I don't say it now, and that's please bring the budgies in off the deck. The budgies. Yes. <laughs> Tell me, forget the budgies. Okay, yes. Okay. Bluey and sky. Can you guess what colour they are? Bluey and sky, was it? Would one of them perchance be blue? Maybe both? Yes. <laughs> Never let kids name animals. That's all I can say. Oh, well, yeah, I think how, how old are Bluey and Sky and, and who named Bluey and Sky? Well, Zoe. Zoe. Good job, Zoe. I think, I think Bluey and Sky are fantastic names. And I mean, she's right on the money in terms of the popularity of Bluey. So can't go too wrong there. I know, it, I know they're not a dog. Yeah. All the same. Because I, I'll admit, we used to have budgies. Sadly, they've moved on. I had them for a number of years. At the time we got them, I was very much interested in ancient history, Egyptian ancient history in particular. So at the time, uh, and that's why my cat's called Sphinx, maybe that's a bit less um, ancient history, a bit more just big cat yeah. statue. Um, I like that. I like having a, a really interesting kind of the name's got meaning and it's different. It's not just fluffy. No offence to right. fluffies. <laughs> well, yes. Yeah, yeah. sorry, fluffies. Um, yeah, all blueies. Um, and look, you know, we've bastardised it. He is sphinxy, but, um, yeah, that's 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 him. But the, our budgies were named um, Horus and Isis. Of course, that was before that name took a whole different meaning uh, around the world. But, yes, Horus and Isis, uh, a fantastic pair that we had, neither of which were blue. Uh, yeah, they, they were uh, green and yellow. Hmm. Excellent. Well, I shall promptly go and rescue my budgies from the back deck. And that's it for another week. Yes. Thanks, Mel. And I've only got one more thing to say. What's that? Park Run Vic is coming. Park Run Vic is coming. <laughs> it's not very far away. <laughs> Sorry, everyone.